You're listening to Sports Connections with David Smale, the show that brings you a fun and intimate look into connections throughout sports. Now here's your host, David Smale. Matt Benedetto is a rising star in NASCAR with the new wave of young drivers. He's definitely one to keep an eye on. Matt just finished his second season driving the iconic number 21 in Wood Brothers Racing. He has a career-best second-place finish at Las Vegas in 2020 and has three top finishes each of the last two years. He's even tried his hand at acting, playing a character named Carl Edwards. We'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, in the television series, Lethal Weapon. Matt, welcome to Sports Connections. Yeah, man, great to be on here. I appreciate it, brother. All right, so let's jump into the acting thing. Uh, Carl Edwards, was <laughs> was was that intended uh, as a tribute or a dig or anything with your former colleague uh, in NASCAR? You know, it's funny. That was actually just a, a monstrous coincidence. So when we I did that TV show, uh, the, my character's name was Carl Edwards and they didn't even, it wasn't even intentional, uh, with NASCAR. <laughs> so that was what made it even more ironic. So did you, did you portray a NASCAR driver in the show? Uh, no. So I actually, I actually didn't. I was just, a, a guy at a bar that was part of the, uh, uh, basically part of starting the, the whole bar fight in the scene on the TV show, Lethal Weapon. It was really funny, and it was a good time getting to see all the kind of scenes. Yeah. Are, are you an aspiring actor, or was that a one-time thing? <laughs> I think definitely a one-time thing. Um, it was uh, it was different. I feel like I can adapt to things pretty quick. Um, so they uh, so my, my role was pretty simple, so I couldn't mess it up too much. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Those, but I'm telling you, though, Man, those those actors have an, an unbelievable talent. It's so it's just amazing watching how easy it comes to them uh, doing something so difficult. Yeah, well, that, your acting ability or lack thereof uh, is not why I asked you to come on. I want to talk to you about NASCAR. So let's start with how you got involved in racing. Yeah, so actually, it was just um, I'm a first generation racer. Nobody in my family's uh, you know really raced at all my dad liked cars but you know, nothing nothing much beyond that so um, when i was uh, young i played little league baseball and uh at the kind of little my dad was the coach and at the little award ceremony thing um at the end of the year you know just for our little league team my dad brought me up said oh this is my little jeff gordon he likes baseball but loves racing and just so happens one of the kids on our uh little league team raced out at cycle land speedway uh, the go-kart track, dirt track that I grew up racing at. And they said, hey, you know, come come check it out. If he loves racing, we race on Saturday nights. And so we went out there, checked it out. And, you know, now we're sitting here talking. The rest is history. Wow. That, that, that's that's quite – I mean, talk about haphazard. Um, and, and, and you know, may, maybe your acting career is just being in the right place at the right time. As it turns out, your racing, racing career is – now – I understand that you, you took to it pretty quickly. What was it about racing that intrigued you so much? Yeah, you know, I um, when I was five, I had a, a four-wheeler and a dirt bike, and I was always just wide open at five years old, six years old, um, all that wide open on that stuff. And that's all I loved. All I wanted to do was be riding, um, be outside, have fun. I had no interest in anything else, really. 
And uh, then, you know, at the same time, you know, when my dad was passing through uh, uh, my parents, I watched TV, passed through channels. My, my dad passes by NASCAR and I make him go back to it at five years old. And he's like, what the heck do you want to watch that for? <laughs> and it became my thing. Um, and we watched NASCAR every single Sunday and it was all just through my interest. And um, then for my seventh birthday, they, uh, my parents surprised me with a, with a go-kart to go start racing out under. Well, I, you know, that's interesting about how quickly you became good at it. I've got a six-year-old granddaughter and the thought of seeing her racing around, even the driveway, much less a dirt track or a, or a, an oval or whatever uh, at this age, just, just boggles the mind. She has trouble walking down the steps without tripping. So uh, I guess it's whatever your, your gift mix is. Uh, now you haven't found victory lane at the, at the highest level at Nextel cup yet. What do you have to do to achieve? And I'm sure that's a goal. It's a goal for everybody who's, who's racing. What do you have to do to achieve that goal? And, you know, my journey to get here has been quite out of the ordinary. Um, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I'm super bummed that we didn't uh, visit Victory Lane, and I personally wanted the 100th win for the Wood Brothers so bad. Um, it ate me alive, and it still does. But I know everything happens for a reason, but that's a tough pill to swallow for me, to be honest. We, um, you know, we were, we were good, and we made some great improvements uh, to the team, and our team was really clicking this year, the second half of the year, just incredibly well. And we had great consistency where I felt like we could run top, you know, up in the top 10 pretty weekly, but mm -hmm. um, we just didn't quite have that speed. Uh, we were a sixth to 10th place car about every week. And we just didn't have that extra little juice to uh, be beating the Hendrick and Gibbs cars. And that's kind of where we fell um, throughout a lot of the duration of our time there. We, uh, we made some great strides as a team, improved, improved our road course program tremendously. I mean, um, working on the consistency, we had that. Jonathan Hassler came on and led the team, did an excellent job. I mean, we had a lot of great things, but just sad that we didn't, you know, ultimately hit victory lane because that's the, that's the goal. So finding more speed, that's more of a mechanical thing. Um, and, and maybe, and we'll talk a little bit about the next year or the next, your next step. Uh, with that, but what about you personally? What what can you do to improve the? Let's say you get a car that's you know half tenth quicker or whatever you need to compete with the Gibbs and the and the Hendrick cars. What do you have to do uh, to find victory lane? Yeah, you know it's uh, it just shows it's it's a team sport. It's everybody. Yeah. I'm just yeah. I'm just one piece of the puzzle. So honestly, that's where I focus so much of my effort is building that chemistry with the team because you're nothing without them, nothing without picker guys, yeah. um, you know, nothing without your, your, uh, um, crew chief making the right calls and your engineers doing all their work and their setup stuff, simulation. I mean, it's so, it runs so deep, um, that that's really my main focus is obviously being prepared as a driver. Um, but just, putting so much emphasis on the uh, team and not being selfish whatsoever because you're nothing. I mean, nothing without all those guys. Yeah. And, and I'm guessing part of that is the communication with your spotter, with your crew chief, being able to tell the crew chief what, what you're feeling as you're driving 190 miles an hour in circles. That's just, you know, that's mind boggling for one, but uh, a lot of it has to be communication, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, it's a relationship. I, I People may think I'm crazy, but when I talk about your relationship with your crew chief, your spotter, all that, it's 
it's a relationship just like uh, how you want a strong relationship with your wife or your family or your close friends or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, it's very similar because you have to have trust for each other and that trust in your team and in each other and that faith in each other um, is what leads to uh, good, you know, positive vibes and good, um, you know, good results at the end of the day. Cause you've got to be a team. Yeah. Now, are, Matt, are you, are you a history buff? I am. I do love some, don't love me some history. And, and especially uh, when it comes to auto racing, uh, obviously one of the more iconic teams is the Wood Brothers team. And it's, if I'm not mistaken, it's always been a one, one car team. Is that correct? Yep. Correct. Um, at least, I mean, obviously you've got, uh, you've got other teams in the lower, uh, lower levels, but it, at the next Nextel cup, the highest level, there's just one car. What was it like working for Wood Brothers? Man, it was the best. So what I always tell people is that it's no, it's no secret. Like everyone knows how, you know, how awesome they can only dream and imagine how awesome it is uh, to be behind the wheel of the 21 car, all that. But the part that will always stick out to me is that they are the best human beings in the world and they make you want to be a better person. Mm. Um, that their character and their passion for what they do and their genuine, like their genuine nature, their kindness, those things are what I will always remember in that they are family for life. When you drive for them, you know, they truly take you in as family and they just take people in as family in general because they're great people. So that's, uh, that's what I love the most about that relationship with them. Okay. And, and your contract is up. So you're looking for a new team. By the way, as an aside, I think silly season is the greatest name for an off season. I think the only other sport that actually has a name for off season is baseball with the hot stove league. But silly season for the off season in, in NASCAR is just is phenomenal. <laughs> so that's just an aside. What what are you looking for in a new team as you head into silly season? And and do you have a chance to stay with Wood Brothers or? Are you definitely going to move on? Yeah, they, uh, I'll be moving on. They have um, Harrison Burton coming and driving uh, the 21 car next okay. year. So, um, so yeah, I'll be, uh, you know, figuring out what's going to be best for me next year, what's meant to be, um, you know, and you got to be, uh, you know, so careful in, in this in today's world. And uh, if you say anything wrong or do anything wrong, you know, it can, it can hurt you real quick. And so it's just a, uh, yeah, it's interesting, you know, crazy times we live in. We've got to be perfect at what we do. And, um, you know, I just got to uh, – it's really late, obviously, and I'm not exactly sure of my plans yet. Hoping to figure that out shortly. But um, I just also, you know, have to um, maintain very strong faith through it and know that what's going to meant to be – what's meant to be uh, is what's going to happen. And it doesn't, it doesn't make it easy, but at least, uh, you know, you know that things will work out, even though maybe it's not your plan. It'll work out in the big man upstairs plan. Yeah. Now, and, and that's great. And I'm, and I'm glad to hear that that's your, your attitude with it. Um, and I'm not asking you to give away who you're talking to or, or who, which team you'd like to drive for or anything like that. But just in general, what, what are you looking for in a team that would, would attract you to drive for that team? Um, you know, I just love, uh, 
the eager eagerness, determination, the willingness to you know to want to get better. All those things are what um, you know what trigger to me, and, and you know, and also just good driving for good people. Um, yeah. That's important, well as well, because you know that's your family, it's people you're going to be working with directly yeah. with, and you're you're a part of you're joining a part of that family. It's it's more than just a race team. So um, that's a big thing that I look for. Probably the number one thing is just you know that they're uh, good people that I think uh, will you know will all treat each other really well and get along great, which I pretty much get along with about everybody. I think <laughs> pretty easy going. But yeah. yeah, that's what I look for. It's interesting, Matt. You've talked about relationships um, and, you know, the relationship with the Wood Brothers and the whole, the whole family, the whole team. And you've talked about, you know, wanting to have that same relationship in your next team. Talk about the relationship with other drivers. I think auto racing is pretty unique in that you're competing against the same people week after week. Yeah, you can still be friends with the other other drivers. How how do you think that happens? Yeah, you know, it, our industry is very unique in that sense, where um, the whole group is, and it seems as time goes on, it gets even more this way that the group is very united. Uh, we all are passionate about the same thing. We all want the best for our entire sport. The communication gets better and better with like. I mean, I just, I talked to the president of NASCAR. I talked to Steve Phelps yesterday, shot him a text. He gave me a call. Um, and they're just that, uh, that that's kind of how close the industry is. It's really, really amazing. I mean, that keeps getting better and better, especially, you know, NASCAR side. But I think on the driver side, man, it's, it is a family. I, I can talk about people like, uh, you know, Mike, Mike Dow, who have, uh, you know, been a part of changing my entire life, my faith journey. And there's, and Eric Almarola and Chase Briscoe and, you know, many, many people that I have really close relationships with. Um, AJ Allmendinger is like a brother to me. And so it's so cool that it goes so far beyond just the racetrack. Yeah. And, and it's, it's interesting. I, I, you know, I'm not as actively involved as I once was, but I still get to races occasionally. And I, and I watch when, when I can, when I'm not covering something else, but it really looks like, like you guys just really are good friends with each other. And yet you're, you're bumping into each other's car going crazy speeds uh, with a wall a few inches to your right. Uh, it, how hard is it to balance the competitiveness that it takes to be really good at what you're doing with the, with those relationships to, to leave it on the track, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, I think everybody does a pretty good job of that. Because, um, yeah, I think we strap our helmets on. We're competitors. You know, if we went to the go-kart track, we'd be knocking each other out of the way, trying to beat each other. So yeah. we just know that that's our nature, um, is that we want to, you know, we're competitive. We want to all beat each other. But at the end of the day, you step out of the race car. Um, and, you know, there's just a lot of, they're just good people at the core. You know, I like to look at people and judge them off their character. And these are just you know, a lot of NASCAR drivers are just genuine, good, down-to-earth human beings, you know, that we're just lucky to and blessed to drive race cars for a living. So, um, and when you see these people all the time, you develop those relationships with them. And, and you know, and it goes beyond just the racetrack where, um, you know, we we all are truly a family. And I can go to those folks like McDowell and Briscoe and a bunch of them with, you know, like uh, personal things because we have such a close relationship. Yeah. 
you talk about the, the competitiveness. I remember it's probably been 10 or 15 years. Um, and I don't remember who it was. Kurt, Clint Boyer was one, but there were three or four guys that played golf together in a segment that in, in a pre-race show with, I think it was Fox and none of them were good golfers, but the competition was not who could hit the ball farther or who could hit it closer to the pin. It's who could drive their golf golf cart faster. And there was some bumping <laughs> going on. Even with that, the competitive competitiveness shines through, doesn't it? It's amazing that, any uh, any event that we do and you throw some drivers in the mix, we're going to be competitive to a fault. Yeah. Uh, I have definitely learned even when we do fun team building events, we've done it with the Ford camp before and things like that. It's just so uh, it's so funny how we all are wired in the in kind of a similar way. Yeah. So with with all of the and there's a lot that goes into it, the, the constant pressure to to improve the pressure to win you know, the yearly pressure to either extend your contract or find a new team, the, the pressure of driving as fast as you're driving with the wall that close, all of those things, the, the, and even the positive side, the, the adulation of fans and things like that. How do you stay grounded? Oh, man, this whole path to get here has humbled me a zillion times along the way and continues to always humble me. Um, and, you know, this uh, journey has also brought me to my relationship with with the Lord as well. Um, and that's really grounded me and changed all, my, all of every aspect of my life. And pertaining to racing in particular, you know, it, it keeps you grounded and gives you perspective through it that, um, you know, if I was talking to you probably a year ago and I was in this situation of uncertainty and unknown and all this, um, man, I'm going to be honest with you, I would, I would be uh, just a complete wreck. I, you know, we'd be stressing every day, wouldn't be sleeping. Um, not that those things don't happen. Your, your highs are less low, as Michael McDowell says. I um, mean, you just trust that, you know, you know the bigger picture in life, and you know that um, it's going to work out how it's supposed to, but doesn't mean you get a free pass to just kind of be like, ah, we'll just wait and see. I mean, you work as hard as humanly possible on yeah. everything in front of you. Um, and then you just know the things that are out of you. That's in your control. You know the things out of your control are going to work out as they're supposed to. So it gives you a peace um, and a comfort going through it. Again, doesn't make it easy. Yeah. It's very hard and very stressful, but at least, you know, you're not riding the complete roller coaster of emotion where you're, you know, going completely crazy. Yeah, I, I heard an analogy a number of years ago, and maybe uh, of all the people I've talked to about this, you, you might be the most appropriate one to use this with. Uh, God wants us to put wheels under our prayers. And that, that is, uh, that's actually good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that one. That's very, extremely fitting um, for this, for the battles and the obstacle of, of life. And it's all relative for all of us. Yeah. All right, I'm going to ask you a two-part question here, and we're getting close to the end. I appreciate your time very much. It's a two-part question. What are your long-term goals in the sport and in life? And let's start with the sport. What are your long-term long-term goals in NASCAR? Um, you know, I, I'm 
I'm not sure I have a good answer for, uh, for that. You know, I think my main goal is that again, that I fall short of sometimes and I've fallen short of recently, but, uh, and we'll always fall short of, but it's just to, um, to bring, uh, good nature and, um, a lot of kindness to fans. I, I think, you know, it's easy to say I want to win because we all do. You know, everyone on the racetrack wants has a burning desire to win every time we step foot in the car. So I think really that's just kind of repetitive. I think, um, to be honest with you, when I sit and reflect on what matters most to me, it's uh, having the respect of fans and people and always being, uh, you know, showing a lot of kindness and Christ-like behavior up toward those that we're lucky to, uh, to encounter and, uh, you know, on a week to be a week basis. And that transitions very well into the other side of it. Long-term goals in life. Yeah, I guess, uh, I guess it pertains. They're going to be pretty similar answers. Um, yeah. you know, I, I think again, you know, if you asked me this a year or two ago, it would be like more about, um, success and money and, things and whatever um not to the full degree it's just you know i think that's now my answer would be more just toward um spreading you know kindness to others and gaining respect to people and uh, really when you understand how much emphasis and why uh, you should be kind to, to others that's uh, that's really where my ultimate Number one priority is, is to try and continue to grow as a person and save people that are, uh, you know, all around us and uh, help be a positive light on, on other people's lives. All right. I like to wrap up my interviews with, with two questions. Um, and, and actually, one's not a question, but talk about your family, your upbringing, your, you know, if, if you're married, kids, anything like that. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm married. My wife, Taylor, and I have been together since, uh, oh goodness, I think 2000 and, oh, she might, she might hit me. I think it's, I think it was 2010. Um, yeah, I believe 2010. So we've been together for, uh, you know, what is that, 11 years or so now. I've been married since 2015. So uh, we, we knew, we'd, we actually have been friends since middle school and didn't start dating until just a little after high school. And we've, uh, we have an amazing relationship and we have our dog, Brian, our dog's name is Brian and he's a rescue <laughs> dog. So we always wanted to give a human name to a dog. I think it's funny. So, uh, so our dog, Brian, he's a rescue. Uh, we got him as a puppy when he was eight weeks old. They, uh, he was actually found under an abandoned house. Um, mm. and so they, uh, him and, uh, kind of the rest of the litter and the mom, they fostered all of them, found them homes and we were lucky enough to get him and we try and raise money and do things for our animal rescue. Um, that's a big passion of ours. And so, yeah, that's kind of, you know, have, um, I have a brother who's in the military active duty, 19 years, and I have two sisters. They live out in California still. Uh, they're married. We have, you know, some of my brother-in-law's niece, nephews. So we've got a, we've got a big old family of a lot of good people. Great. And, and I can relate. I, I didn't, I didn't have pets growing up, but, uh, when my kids, outgrew their allergies to pets we got two cats one was named hank the other was named larry so i can re i can relate yeah. to your dog Brian. yeah it's so it's so much, it's so much fun because it catches people off guard they're like Brian, yeah yep that's him <laughs> yeah all right the last question and i realize you're still a very young man 
So maybe the maybe you, the way you answer is what you want it to be rather than what you feel it is right now. But I always wrap up every interview with this question. What is your legacy? Oh, my legacy is in what I uh, what I want it to be like reflecting, you know, back on myself late in life. However you want to answer it, my friend. Oh, I think it's just uh, it's really not going to be about any stuff or things or anything like nothing materialistic. I, it's going to be, uh, you know, honestly, purely how many people I positively affected and maybe changed their uh, perspective on live life. And if I uh, help to bring them, you know, bring them to our true home, which is after this life uh, with the Lord, that's the only uh, that's the only thing that matters when when uh, when the light goes out on, uh, you know, this the time in this temporary life. All right. Well, great answer. Good wrap up, Matt. I appreciate you joining us very much. Good to catch up with you. I wish you the best uh, this silly season. Hope you find the, the perfect team to race for next year. Absolutely, David. Thank you so much for the time and thanks for working with me. Thanks for listening to Sports Connections with David Smale. Make sure to subscribe, follow, and rate the show from your favorite podcast platform. You can learn more about David Smale and his work by visiting davidsmalebooks.com. Don't forget to join us weekly for new episodes. Until next time. <laughs>